Yo, today's QOD is, it's not a disgrace not to reach for the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Of course, there is no better way to start off your week than with some Motivation Monday with Les Brown. Here's Les. In order to, to reach your goals and do some incredible things, ladies and gentlemen, I say that you have something special. You have got to have faith and ignorance. You've got to believe in yourself You've got to believe in what you're doing. You've got to believe in your product. You've got to believe in your services. You've got to believe in a power greater than yourself. You've got to believe in the power of pursuit. And you've got to be ignorant enough to know that you don't know what you can't do. Don't rule anything out for you. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of humankind what God has in store for you. Repeat after me, please. Leap and grow your wings on the way down. Yeah, so you're going to be a good salesperson. You've got to be a risk taker. Here's something else I'll tell you. You want one of the keys? What will separate great sales professionals from people that are mediocre? I'll tell you what. I learned this as a kid. I used to sell newspapers. Sam Axelrod, who was one of my early mentors, he used to, every day, he would pick me up and I was the youngest one in the group, all older individuals and mostly grown men. And every day Sam would get in and he would have a quote for everybody in the car. Sam was driving a station wagon. He said, gentlemen, yes. He said, this is a usable world. And if you don't use it in the right way, it's a cruel world. And I would say, thank you, Mr. Axelrod. Nobody else paid attention to that. I don't know why, but I was the one. It just made sense to me. And I kept these things. I remember, Leslie, yes, sir. Because he remembered that I was the only one that responded. I was the only one that took notes when he spoke. He said, always strive to get on top in life, young man, because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Miss Ox, Miss Axrod. And, but he was baffled by me because he couldn't understand how that adults who were 10, 15 years older than I was had more experience. How was it that I was selling circles around them? I didn't have the experience. They were more mature. How did this little young kid come there and outsell them? Two to one in many cases. He couldn't understand when at the evening of the close of the day, he would look around and do a head count, say, wait a minute, somebody's missing. And everybody said, you know who it is, that Leslie guy. Leslie! Yes, sir. Hey, come on, nobody sold anything, it's dead territory. Oh, I can't come now, Sam, why? I haven't sold anything, Leslie. No one sold anything, you guys sold anything? No, sir. Some of the territories are dead, Leslie. 
Sam, yes, sir. I, I, I can't come. Why? I haven't sold anything. Leslie, no one sold anything. That's them, Sam. I'll, I'll get home all right. I'll be all right. Leslie, in order for you to get from here back to Overtown from Liberty City, you've got to pass the 20th Street shops, the 14th Street game. Leslie, that's dangerous, young man. Sam, I'll be all right. It's late. It's late. It's after 8 o'clock. I'll be all right. And the guys will say, come on, Sam. He's a fool. Leave him. Leave him. He won't stop. And see, these guys, it was just extra chump change, I guess. I don't know. Maybe to have a new suit, pay a little small bill here and there. For me, it was different. My mother adopted seven children. Because of authoritic conditions, she'd lost her job. So my reasons were different. Write this down. Five reasons, whatever you goes on dreams are, why you won't fail. Five reasons. Five reasons why you won't fail. Nietzsche said, if you know the why for living, you can endure almost anyhow. Five reasons. I couldn't afford not to make a sale. I was out there to get groceries for our family. I had to make money. I had to, to make enough money for Dr. Johnson when he had a prescription for mama. I had to make money for the bills, for the light bills. I had to work. Mama was doing the best she could, but mama, our hero mama was sick. We have no relative. She was an only child. She adopted seven children at age 46. I saw my mother on the floor, scrubbing floors on her knees. We ate the leftover food from the families that she cooked for. They were very nice people said, Mamie, whatever food is left over, you can take it home to those children that you have adopted. And I said, Mama, when I get strong enough, I'm going to buy food for our family. We wore the hand-me-down clothes of the children that, that she kept. They would say, Mamie, whatever clothes here that you could use these children of mine don't need these, take them home and let those kids wear those clothes that you have adopted. If they were too large, Mama would sew and take them up. If they were too small, she would let them out. And now Mama was sick. And I said, Mama, what boy? I'm going to take care of you. How? Don't worry, Mama. And I sold newspapers and I sold television sets. And I, I used to collect copper and aluminum from garbage cans and junk piles. And I would bend them together and, and, and put them in a bag and, and or a box being booed. We'd take them to Pepper's Junkyard over in Overtown in 11th Terrace and, and, and 4th Avenue. And they put them on a scale and give us $5. I would stand on the corner. Hey, we need some boys to come move some stuff. Hey, you're too small. Oh, I'm small, but I'm strong. You see my muscle, man? I'm strong. Okay, boy, you got a lot of mouth. You better be able to be strong. You know? <laughs> And I'll be grunting stuff and carrying stuff, you know. I was determined I wasn't going to steal. That was not an option. Mama worked too hard. I promised my mama, Mama, I'll never get in trouble. I'm, I'm going to do the right thing, Mama. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so glad that you decided to adopt us. I love you so much. I'm going to take care of you, Mama. I'm going to work hard just like you. Just like Isn't it interesting how kids can be in the same family, raised by the same parents, same circumstances, end up dramatically different? What is that? 
Remember I said that you have something special? I believe that people go to seminars and workshops. They have that it, that something. I don't know what it is. It's just something about us that we're different. We don't know why we just got to have more. We don't know why we have this restlessness and, and say to ourselves, this just can't be it. There's got to be something better. We don't know. We just got to do this. We just got to keep on stretching, got to keep on learning. We don't care about failing. I read something that was in my first book by Dr. Benjamin Mays. He was a great man, great motivator. One of the mentors of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Benjamin Isaiah Mays says, it must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goals. The tragedy lies in not having any goals to reach. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. It's not a disaster to be unable to capture your ideas, but it is a disaster to have no ideas to capture. It's not a disgrace not to reach for the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach. I say you got goals and dreams, things that you're reaching for, things that will make you stretch, things that will challenge you. I say, don't lose that passion and that drive for life. It will keep you alive. I'm telling you what I know. Doctors looked at me eight years ago and said, you have cancer. Eight years ago, they gave me two and a half years. I was still here. I told my group of speakers that I train, I said, I'm going to beat this and this is a year. All of them said, okay, Lessa, we believe you, man. We, we're believing in you. And then they start calling the person who manages my speaking program and say, will we get a refund when he dies? <laughs> because they were believing the numbers. Because the PSA, 1 to 4 is normal, 119. That's serious. I went to the MD Anderson, which is number one in the world. Sloan Kettering, Johns Hopkins, Howard University. Went to all type of doctors and urologists and oncologists. And they said, Mr. Brown, I'm sorry, young man, but um, we've done all we can do. And let me share something with you. Write this down. Work on yourself. See, the people that are going to reach their goals and dreams, not only do they have compelling reasons that drive them, because the thing that drove me, that kept me ahead of everybody else, I had some compelling reasons of why I was selling television sets, no money down. I had some compelling reasons that I'd go to a door at 10 o'clock at night and knock on the door, hello, yes, who is that? Hi, would you like to buy a nice working television set, no money down? Boy, do you know what time it is? Yes, I do. It's 10 o'clock at night, and I take care of my mama, and I'm going to sell a television set tonight to somebody, and it might as well be you. <laughs> And finally, somebody said, fool, come on in here. It better be a good one. All right, that was the one and only Les Brown. His website is lesbrown.com. If you want to watch today's entire talk, it is on the YouTube. It is called Key to Wealth Mindset Mastermind Les Brown HD. Real quick, I extended enrollment for Money Mind Academy through the weekend. And so if you want to sign up, it's still open today until noon. You can learn more about that at moneymindacademy.com. That is it for me. Please leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes. It's much appreciated, and I will see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.